superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. This is the Rich Eisen Show. This might be one of the dumbest games I've ever seen. Silly, stupid, moronic, whatever you want to call it. Boneheaded. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. We have to play better situational football. The Rich Eisen Show. What can you do to make that happen? work on earlier on the show two-time super bowl champion chris long vikings quarterback kirk cousins coming up writer and director john ridley and now it's rich eisen yeah hey hour number three here on the rich eisen show we say hello to all those listening to us on the terrestrial radio affiliate smart enough to have us we just hung up the phone with Kirk Cousins of the Minnesota Vikings taking on the Giants this week. Uh, the Giants have a playoff-clinching scenario uh, It involves a win over Minnesota. We went over those clinching scenarios in hour number two, talked about Jalen Hurts and his injury. We talked with Chris Long um, in hour number one, the two-time Super Bowl champ. Talked to him uh, about uh, everything that went down this weekend and also the Jalen Hurts injury. If you missed any of that, well, you're in luck. On the Roku channel, we re-air as soon as this hour is over. Uh, an hour that includes the Academy Award-winning writer and director and author of GCPD, The Blue Wall Number 3, which is the uh, latest in a comic book series in the DC Universe that John Ridley has written. He's going to be stopping by here. He's a Packer fan. Perfect timing after the Monday night win. It has the Packers still alive. Um, and go in that Pat respect, go. in that res- say that again. I just said, go Pat, go. Yeah, there we go. Uh, good to see you, Chris, Chris Brockman, and uh, Jay Felly, and hey, your, your spots. Uh, TJ obviously just chimed in over there. Eight four four two zero four. Rich number to dial here on the program. And um, so the NFC playoff picture. Can you put it up there if you have it, Mister Hoskins? Thank you, sir. Um, the Giants beating the Commanders on Sunday night is just flat out huge. I mean. Eight, five, and one, sitting there in the sixth spot. How about Giants and Niners? Maybe as a playoff game, right? We'll be showing all those footage. All Trey those, Junkin. Well, Trey Junkin, obviously, <laughs> though, you know, um, Leonard, Marshall Leonard Marshall blowing up yeah. Joe Montana. Ended yeah. Montana's San Francisco career. That it did. Um, and um, so that would be incredible. Um, and then there's that seven spot. The Commanders sitting there at seven, six, and one, a half game in front of the Seahawks and Lions, and then the Packers still alive. Who will make it in the playoffs in the six and seven seeds right there? Because the Cowboys have already clinched a spot. Now, normally in the NFL world, you ask that of any coach, they'll say, I don't have a crystal ball. (laughs) And that's one of our favorite coaching cliches. I don't have a crystal ball. How can I tell uh, who's going to make the playoffs? There's three games to go. Well, you need and then somebody might even respond to me if I ask that question. Well, you don't have a crystal ball either. And then my answer will be, uh, Say what? Uh, Hell, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I have a crystal ball. Here it is. Hell, I don't. Right here. You got to get the Roku channel. Folks, see it. It is just glorious. I mean, it's just it's 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 so damn heavy. I broke. Uh, I I nearly need to be in traction just taking it out of the box. 
It hurt watching. So we're going to uh, use this crystal ball to tell you who's making the playoffs in the NFC with three games to go. Uh, We even have some production value to go along with it. You know, I tell you, I don't have a crystal ball. I have no idea. (laughs) There it is. Crystal ball it. Crystal ball it. Very good music. I like that very much. It's wonderful. Uh, we don't still have that music, do we? Uh, tape no. is off. Okay, go for it. Uh, <laughs> give, me, give, me, give me some NFL Films music, at least, to go along with it. Okay. First up, I look in the crystal ball, and I see the Green Bay Packers. To go along with what I see in this crystal ball, there's three games left in the crystal ball uh, in the Green Bay Packers schedule. At Miami, home for Minnesota, home for Detroit. The Packers need to win all three and get some help. They got to win all three and get some help. They lose one of them. If you put it into any playoff generator, any, you know, the New York Times has that, how can this team make the playoffs and what their percentages is when you when you put in wins and losses for yeah, everybody? Yeah, I got 538 up right now. You put any loss in for the Green Bay Packers and it's over. Pretty much the computers believe eight and nine ain't making it. I look in the crystal ball and what do I see? I see a loss in Miami this weekend. That's what I see. I see a loss in Miami this weekend. I think the you Miami do. Dol- yeah, I do. I think uh, the Miami Dolphins have lost have lost three in a row and four in a row. They have an offense that I think the Packers are going to have a very difficult time stopping, and an, uh, and an offense that I think the Packers are going to have a very difficult time keeping up with. You know, if you want, I, you know, I have them with a win against Minnesota at home, just because these thing crazy things happen. And then that last one with Detroit, I'll, I'll revisit in a minute when I look in the crystal ball and I see the Detroit Lions. All right, Rich, so with the percentages, yes, with a loss this weekend, Packers down to 1%. I mean, it's milk. As it stands right now, they have an 8% chance. A win in Miami, though, 19%. Aha. Very good. Do you have a crystal ball over there or just a computer? I have a computer. Okay, very good. Yeah, sorry. I have a crystal ball, <laughs> sir, which trumps your computer. Next up. The Washington Commanders. The Washington Commanders have three games left at San Francisco, home for Cleveland, home for Dallas. Now, if the Packers win out, they need the Commanders to lose two of their last three and went up, uh, wind up at eight, eight, and one. Nine and eight beats eight, eight, and one. You don't need a computer or a crystal ball to know that. But I look in the crystal ball. What do I see? I see them winning two of their last three. Ooh. I see them losing in San Francisco. I see them beating Cleveland at home, and I see them beating Dallas because I think Dallas is going to rest their starters. I don't think Dallas is going to play a damn person in that game. Yeah, it, you know Jerry plays. He's going to play. I know they play everybody, yeah. but there's no reason to risk a damn thing. They'll probably play a, maybe a series or two and then take everybody out. Well, Rich, what you're saying makes sense, and sometimes Dallas doesn't do things that make sense. So Okay. I, I, Very good. I don't know. I have the Washington Commanders finishing up 9-7-1. Does that help have them make the playoffs? That has them at 81%. I'm looking in the crystal ball, though, and I'm looking at the Seattle Seahawks. They're 7-7. Seven and seven. They're just a half game behind. I don't know why I'm making this this hand motion. I think it just is uh, makes it seem like I could see the future better. It's way cooler. Actually, what it is, it's also I'm wiping some of the dust off. <laughs> <laughs> well, you need to activate the ball. Right? So the Seattle Seahawks have a, a, game, a game at Kansas City, home against the Jets, home against the Rams. I have the Seahawks losing in Kansas City. I have the Jets winning in Seattle because I cannot put my head on the pillow having them get eliminated from the playoffs by Geno Smith. I can't handle it. So I'm just going to put that, look in the crystal ball, see my own biases, 
and then have them beating the Rams at home. I have them finishing nine and eight. I have them finishing nine and eight. Oh no, pardon me. No, that, eight, that makes eight, them eight and nine. nine. I have them finishing nine. eight and nine. Yeah. I have them finishing eight and nine, which takes them out of the playoffs. They're out. You don't even give me the percentage of that. Not I have them winning going zero. eight. Zero. Okay. Percentage is zero. Next up, I have the New York Giants. They're eight, five, and one. Basically, they got to win two of their last three, and it looks really good for them. I look in the crystal ball, and I see a loss against the Minnesota Vikings. I see a loss against the Vikings in Minnesota. I see a win at home against Indianapolis, and I see Philadelphia resting every last person. They might even tell Jaws to go to sleep. (laughs) That's however they're going to rest anybody, anybody to do anything with the last 40 years of, of, uh, of Eagles football. Sal Powell. Sal Powell. Sal Powell is the one administering the medicine, I the, think. The Rocky statue. Yeah, the Rocky <laughs> statue is going to lay that on its side. <laughs> and I have the Giants finishing 10 6 and 1. They're in. They're in the playoffs. I have a check mark next to them. They are in. Last but not least, the Dan Campbell. Oh, yeah. Coached Jared Goff quarterbacked Aaron Hutchinson. Hey, about Aiden Hutchinson's got that heartbeat going. You go. Detroit Lions. I'm looking in my crystal ball, and I see them playing Carolina and Carolina. I see them at home against Chicago and then going to Green Bay. And I'm looking in my crystal ball, and I see the Detroit Lions. Wait a minute. Do I really see that? I'm going to act here. Wait a minute. What do I see? I see the Lions winning out. Yes. I see them winning out. Do it. I see them winning nine of their last ten. I see them at 10 and 7. In. I see them at 10 and 7 as the seventh seed, taking their wares maybe to Minnesota one more time to play a playoff game. I see Vikings Lions in the playoffs, don't I? Yeah, you do. I crystal ball it, and I see the Giants as your sixth seed, and the Detroit Lions as your seventh seed. Two 10 win teams telling the Washington Commanders, thanks for playing, and the Packers. And the Seahawks are out, too. That's my crystal ball view of the NFC playoff picture. Nice. Yeah? What do you think? What do you guys think? I love it. I see them going into Green Bay and winning that game. I see them, you know, it's one of those, you know what, Lions, that's such a nice storyline that you guys are 9-7 and and all. And I know for a fact they're going to have to win that game in order to make the playoffs. I just feel it. Especially if Green Bay loses next week in Miami, they're basically eliminated. So Washington against Dallas and Green Bay and Detroit will be played at the same time because that means so much. That Washington needs to beat Dallas to get to 9-7-1 and one and take care of their business if Detroit trips up and finishes at 9-8. and eight. Seattle might finish nine and eight too. If they beat the Jets, they might finish nine and eight. That's going to be a wild affair. I think those three games: Detroit and Green Bay, Seattle and Rams, Washington and Dallas will all be played at the same time because that's going to determine who's the seventh seed. See that in my crystal ball. I even see some of them are on Fox, and Fox might even call one of them America's Game of the Week, even though not all of America is seeing it at the same time. Yeah, I see that. <laughs> I also see a very sad piece by Tom Rinaldi on some point. Can he do something happy? I think he does. All right. That just might be a narrative. That's the same narrative <laughs> that Kirk Cousins doesn't yeah. like. <laughs> Benjamin in Ohio has been hanging on forever. What's up, Benjamin? We'll take your call here on the Rich Eisen Show. What's going on, sir? 
Oh, hey, Rich. Long-time listener. Second-time caller. Hey. Very good. What's up, Benjamin? Hey, yeah, no, I actually called in a few weeks ago asking a question about Justin Fields making the Pro Bowl, and you guys passed on an opportunity to clown on me. Wanted to say thank you for being <laughs> Why would we clown on you for that? The guy's been – look, we all know he's going to make the Pro Bowl because five other quarterbacks who made the playoffs aren't going to want to go. You know? Oh, yeah, sure, but like uh, – well, They're well, all going to be nursing something. Now, right, and this was five or six weeks ago. But uh, I got a new question for you because uh-huh. I'm taking bets from friends and family tonight on uh, if Justin Fields is taking the single-season rushing record for a quarterback, and if so, what quarter it's going to happen. Oh. And I want your take. He's got 270 yards to own the record, 206 to tie. Mm-hmm. He's got three games to do it where we host Buffalo – then we're in Detroit, and then we end the season hosting Minnesota. So I want to hear your take. What quarter of which game should uh, people bet on Fields taking the record? I thought I was putting my crystal ball away. All right, I have the crystal ball right here. So I see Justin Fields running into a bunch of Buffalo. I see that. I see Justin Fields needing to get 120 yards in his second game to try and get it. And I see him missing that, and I see him getting it in the first quarter of the final game for the Chicago Bears against the Minnesota Vikings. That's what I see in my crystal ball on January 7th or 8th. That's what I got for you. Oh, that's good. That's good. First quarter last weekend. First quarter last weekend. That's what I got for you. Thanks for calling. Thank you, Rich. Don't be a stranger. Um, I, I agree with you. Did he say he's betting his family? He's taking bets amongst his family. What bet does one take amongst their family? Well, this, Justin Fields, rushing Yeah, but is it money? Is that what it is? Uh, for sure. Come on. You take money from a family member? Yeah. No, stop it. <laughs> He'd take money, he just wouldn't pay the family member. Right. Have you been paid yet? What? No, I gave up on that. Hold on a second. You gave up on Hold that. on a second. I thought we were rolling this over. No. <laughs> Hold on a second. <laughs> Let's go to the past. I know I have something in front of me that would see the future, uh-huh. and I should take that opportunity because yeah, yeah, who yeah. gets to see the future? Who has a crystal ball? Well, right now you. We do. <laughs> you bet this man. I did. Months that ago. Kenny Pickett would not be a top 10 pick in the draft. Because I had already, in my mind, said the Steelers were going to draft him you did call the whole that. year. I called you that. said Kenny Pickett is not a top 10 quarterback in the 2022 draft. He would not be. That the that the 11th overall pick would happen and they would have an opportunity to choose Kenny Pickett. You said that and he says, no, he's going to be. And you guys bet uh, $20, right? Uh, hard-earned American cash. $20. Andrew Jackson. Yeah. On this day. On this day. A long time ago. Mike Tomlin named Kenny Pickett a starter for a Week 16 contest. He's back. And he, you still haven't been paid by him? Is that literally what's happened? I haven't been paid. Dude, you know, electronically, you can hit a button and pay him in the commercial <laughs> break, right? I know, and I offered to do that. Like, even if you don't have cash, there is a cash machine across the way here in the Rich Eisen Show uh, complex, which we'll call that now. <laughs> yeah, we, we own the whole place. <laughs> Somebody is actually doing <laughs> some work. Guy just walked by you literally just sat on a can. He's like, if all the places, sir. Come on. Is he bucket drumming out there? I like, don't know. <laughs> but he is. I hope I hope that's uh, just a regular squad. He's popping <laughs> right. right behind there. Because my first thought was. <laughs> I mean, honestly, there's a three, there's, four by three foot space in which he could place his canister yeah. to sit on. And he just did. Wow. 
Like, but you uh, haven't paid him? You could pass this man to an ATM right now. You could <laughs> tell him to please move his can and the can he's sitting on and I could, I mean, I get could, money. I mean, I, I could. I'm waiting for the Harriet Tubman 20. That's what I want. You, I when, just, when that comes I out, then you haven't. give it to me. I mean, oh, he's getting he's up. Done. He's now moving his can. Can we roll this into something Great else? Great job, sir. <laughs> I love that guy. I just did play-by-play of a man sitting on a can. And that's why we're <laughs> Emmy-nominated, okay? Put that on the tape, And Hoskins. I didn't see that happening in my crystal ball. Well, you there he goes. There he goes. <laughs> Off camera where he should be. I mean, just the fact that you're right, Rich, of all the space out there. If, like, this is all joints. open. I know. <laughs> the one spot that Good he's on Lord. camera. <laughs> all right. I'm going to put my crystal ball away. Hell going on. What if, the, what if the Giants and the Lions make it and the Lions make it because they win all three? What if this crystal ball is right? I think that's. There we go, baby. Guard the crystal ball. I am now officially on the Honolulu Blue bandwagon. Much to the dismay of our next guest, John Ridley is a diehard Green Bay Packer fan. He He is joining us next right here on the Rich Eisen Show, deep now in the comic book world. That's coming up next. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The sleep number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks sleep number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guests is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed John Ridley here yes. on the Rich Eisen Show. Yes. Welcome to come to the house. If you call in advance and I don't happen to be there, then you're welcome to come. <laughs> Careful. Careful people hear that on the Roku channel and this terrestrial radio fill-in. Again, I want to limit ca- that you, they, they might to... want to see your Academy Award. They might want to see yes. everything that you've done. Sure. But here's the thing, Rich. Yes. If you came to my house, you would not see an Oscar. You would not see film posters. You would not see any awards. I really and I sincerely believe whatever I did yesterday was yesterday. You huh. got to look forward. You got to look to the future. Uh-huh. What you would see, though, is you would see this. 
And I, I came in and I was kind of kidding on the square when I said that's sort of my Super Bowl trophy. That's sort of everything And again, to me. for the terrestrial radio audience that just joined us here, again, you, uh, you brought us what? You brought us uh, a character is, that you have created in the DC universe, This correct? is a character that I, I would say co-created because you certainly work with the artist. And sure. this is based on uh, an artist that I work with, Olivier Coupel, who's mm-hmm. one of the best. And he is based on a character that existed in the DC universe, but not as he is. I, by the way, can I just say, as I speak yes. to you and I see the best dad ever, yes. while you're putting a toy together for me, I just feel like it's <laughs> Christmas morning. I love it. Okay, so here we go. So that's Jace Fox. Jace Fox. Um, he's leaping down from a window, being heroic. Uh, a character I had to cre- uh, had the opportunity to work with and create. And there he is. I think you might want to flip the base. Flip the base. Well, uh, lift him out. Okay. Lift Jay out. Have the base behind. Now be very careful, uh, Rich. There are only about five hundred of those in oh, existence. Gotcha. Okay. No kidding. Now what am I? So it's like this. Like that, and there we go. Jace Fox, well DC Universe, leaping down on the Rich so Eisen cool. show. This is great. Man. This may be. I may be retiring (laughs) right here. We're gonna. This is gonna be. I'm just gonna leave it right here for the rest of this conversation. That's really. What does it mean that you've created? I mean, honestly, um, let's start into it. What got you into comics to begin with? Graphic novels and things of that nature. My my father was a doctor. My parents are both still with us. God bless them. My father was a doctor. Uh huh. U.S. military, Air Force guy. Growing up, civil rights era. Accomplished, accomplished, accomplished. Mother's a teacher. Uh, I didn't like to read. My grades, Rich, no kidding, I mean, Mm -hmm. were garbage. And one day, there's this thing lying there. It's a comic book. I pick it up. Start going, oh, my God. Mm -hmm. People flying around, got powers, doing things. Mm -hmm. I said, I want to read this. And my parents were like, we'll buy you every comic book you want. You got to read it. And if you find a word that you don't understand, don't ask us. You go look that word up. Yeah. From there on, that was... You know, I don't, I don't want to be flipping, but that was my that was my thing. That was, you know, that's what allowed your coin to drop. My coin to drop, <laughs> pretty much. Um, my head to blow up, and the the late great John Singleton, uh, director of Boys in the Hood, many many great films. Yes. I had the opportunity to know him, and we had a similar experience. One of the things about comic books, it's the sequential art, so it's panel to panel to panel to panel. And when you become a director, that's basically what you're doing. It's panel to panel sure. to panel to panel. Uh-huh. So not only was it, it literally helped my education, it also prepared me for another career that I didn't even know that I was going to have, to how to communicate, how to create, how to explain things to folks, and how to put images together mm-hmm. in a way that an audience will go, okay, I get it, I get it, I get it, I get it. So that was really... really so that's really when you first got into it. Again, yeah. um, John Ridley here on The Rich Eisen Show. We'll talk about your Packers in a second. You know, you've got an Oscar for Best Writing Adapted Screenplay, 12 Years a Slave, and, you know, Emmy nominations for that great American crime show Thank that you. Uh, you came on a few years ago to promote. Um, so why get back into that world? Why, why get into this world at your <laughs> stage of your career to start writing um, and creating characters like this and stories like the ones that you, you're creating right now? I, uh, for two reasons. One, and I don't want to bag on the things that I do in Hollywood, but there's a lot of... Uh, there's a, there's a lot of things between what you want to accomplish. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's always, it's, a, it's about the money. It's about who do you attract. It's about, uh, is this an idea? Does it seem viable? All those kinds of things. Yes. It's, there's a lot of work to get to the point where it's just a yes. And <laughs> I appreciate that. I, I understand that that's Pitch part of the Pitch meetings? Game. Is that where you're going? There's not much... <laughs> 
John, thank you for coming in. We're going to talk and we're going to get back to you on that. It's always great to see you. You should just write, terrific. You should write a, a movie or a show called We'll Get Back to You. We'll yeah. get back to you on that. Oh, man, I could go on. And can, I say, can I take one little tributary really quickly just because you brought up pitch meetings? Sure, yeah. And I got to give a shout out. There, yeah. There's a guy on the internet, uh, Ryan George. I actually, this was not planned. Okay, great. But his there's one reason to have the internet in existence at all. <laughs> He does a thing called Hollywood Pitch Meeting. Okay. And he goes through, he'll take a film that just came out, like, uh, whatever, pick something, you know, Black Adam or or whatever, Mm -hmm. or Avatar is coming out. Yeah. And he will basically go through what that pitch meeting must have been like (laughs) to get it on the air. And he's got this catchphrase, you know, super easy, barely an inconvenience. So when you get to that big moment in a film where, you know, it's supposed to be, this is the buildup and it's going to be so hard for the hero. And, and he goes, no, actually, it'd be super easy, barely an inconvenience. And you go through why that never should, you know, whatever the hero did. I love it. Even in Hollywood, that should not have happened. So I and I'm actually I'm glad I, I got to actually give this dude a shout out because he's the funniest, most charming mm. dude on the Internet and takes the piss out of what we do in Hollywood on a daily basis. But I will say this back to your question about why do this. Yes. When you go to the cons, uh, when you go out in public and you see the fans. Of all stripes. When you say cons, you mean comic Comic cons. When you're out there, you know, in the fan gatherings and those kinds of things. All of them are terrific fans. And their passion, whether they love it or they hate it, it just, it energizes you. But I will say this, to be able to go out to kids of color. Mm -hmm. You know, when I was growing up, I hate to say, well, I don't hate to say it, it's the truth. Mm -hmm. It's not like you saw a lot of people of varying backgrounds Mm -hmm. doing the heroic things. Um, having the opportunity to inject that wish fulfillment to everybody, irrespective of what your background is, where you come from, and what you're about. So to be able to bring characters of color, and I have to do something really quick because I work for several corporate masters. Um, We're finishing up our Black Panther run, which you want to talk about your head exploding. Mm -hmm. To be able to write a series like Black Panther with T'Challa, about black excellence and spend the last year and a half. So this is the second collection of uh, our 15 issue mm-hmm. arc mm-hmm. that's coming out and that's wrapping up this year. You know, you, you ask a very, a, a very good question. Why, you know, people would look at, oh, you get to do movies and you get to you know, do TV and, and hang out with, with, with real stars. Why would you do comic books? Why would you not? These are the stories that we tell. This is our mythology. This is what people want to see. And to even occupy that much real estate yeah. in this space and then have people say, you know what, we need to create toys. We need to have objects. You know, it doesn't do anything. There are no electronics. You look at it, and I look at it from a distance, and I go, mm-hmm. I made it. You know what well, I mean? You certainly have. I, I've, I've made it. And, and to be, it, it's great to be here and, and to share a, a you know, and, and I know Kirk Cousins was on, and he wanted to <laughs> have comic books. And I just want to say to Kirk, keep keep batting, man. Keep keep going out there and doing it, and you'll get you'll get a well, careful. You'll get a plastic toy. One careful, day. he's coming just to Lambeau way. Field in week uh, listen week seventeen. I, I'm John. Kirk Cousins. I will talk, and I'll talk as a fan about the Packers, and then I'll talk as a real person. Go ahead. As a fan, um, I'm looking forward to that Super Bowl celebration. It's going to be. Amazing. The Packers Super Bowl the celebration. Packers this Super year's Bowl. Packers Super Bowl celebration. Yeah, yeah. and I'll tell okay. you why. And I'll tell you what the difference is. Yes, sir. You have uh, years with, Pac- you know, we had the relax. Mm-hmm. Right? You had run the table. Yes. They did that. 
Mm-hmm. They get into the playoffs mm-hmm. with a, a, a red-hot team. Yes. Firing on all cylinders, right? Mm-hmm. And then San Francisco comes in and says, you know what? We're just going to bring our special teams. We're not going to bring offense. We're mm-hmm. not going to bring defense. We're just going to block some kicks, mm-hmm. return some punts. Yes. Score 12 points and then, and then move on. Mm-hmm. Or you have a year like the Seattle, where Seattle decides we're not even going to play by the rules of football. <laughs> We're, we're not going to do anything that anybody has seen before, and we're going to walk away with it. So yeah. I think sometimes if you're not tested, yes, do you know what I mean? I it, do. It, so you say all of that experience will come into to bear. Now, now, what about the human being uh, outside of the fandom? Oh, we're, we'll, we'll be done next week. Tua's got the fastest release in the game. Yeah, I know, right? They got guys. You, you can't even, you know, you're still looking at this end of the field and they're doing I their know. end zone dances. That's my concern is that even <laughs> if you defense them, even, even if you come close to, you know, def- defensing them well enough and they, they could still put up, what, 28. And I don't know the last time the Packers put up 28. I mean, it was well, against the Eagles a few weeks ago. But um, here's my thing. if you go into Buffalo on a cold, snowy that was amazing, right? day and people are literally, you know, they're throwing snowballs. Right. And I'm like, where's security? <laughs> yes. And it comes down to, you know, whatever, a kick or, or a last second amazing throw yes. from one of the best quarterbacks in the game right now. Yes. Certainly, this is the year that we've seen anything can happen. No team is out of it. Um, it's ridiculous, all the narratives this year. Every one of them, the good ones and some of the ones that are painful in the NFL. Yes. This has been a year. I mean, you 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 know this game better than I do. I've never seen anything. It's been amazing, and this past weekend this. was truly remarkable. John oh Ridley God. here on the Rich Eisen Show. So let's combine the two conversations we just had. If you could write a comic book character based on an NFL quarterback, who would it be? You could start an existing, uh, a, current, a current NFL quarterback right now in 2022. You could write a comic book based on their abilities, character, yeah. you know, traits. Who would it be? Patrick Mahomes, hands down, hands down. No disrespect to the Packers. I love the Packers. Yes, um, but he, to me, everything about that that young man and everything, his personal narrative, what he does, that no look. Pass he did last week or a couple yes. weekends ago where he's the, where I, I, he does you know he to me is the is the Magic Johnson of of mm. football and yes. there are a lot of great uh, you know technicians there you know Tom Brady to me and this is not a, a, a dig at Tom Brady obviously one of the greats but you know he's a great pocket passer yes you know it it, it he's great and he wins but it's not necessarily maybe the most exciting uh, highlight tape you have guys like Lamar Jackson whose highlight tapes are amazing. And this guy is like, Lamar is probably like the total quarterback, mm-hmm. running, passing, and all that. I just think Patrick, he's magical. He's delightful. Um, I will say with a little bias, and, and I just point because Sylvia, my publicist, is mm-hmm. here. I only know people because my wife knows everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the club. You guys yeah, have right. that <laughs> Welcome to the club, so, sir. <laughs> last year when they played the game, when it was uh, Chiefs-Packers, uh, and Aaron wasn't able to play because he had his, uh, uh, the, the COVID issue, Yes, I find myself sitting in um, the, uh, the, the coach's house, mm-hmm. Kansas City. And Andy Reid? Andy Reid's house. Yeah. With Mrs. Reed, who is one of the most lovely human beings you will ever meet before the game, because of my wife, uh-huh. 
And and Mrs. Reed very nicely is scolding me. Now, John, you're not going to be cheering for the Packers today. I, <laughs> no, Mrs. Reed, I will not be cheering for the Packers today. <laughs> but I'm sitting there like, what? So uh, just knowing the organization, knowing people around it, I don't, I've never met Patrick Mahomes, but he seems like a wonderful guy. Oh, he is. And just how he plays and how he represents. And to me, representation is really I mean, just thing. like, how does you look at that and not just smile, right? Well, the I other mean, thing, and I will say this, he looks like my kids. He looks like my two incredibly handsome young men. I would love, I mean, look, I, I, I would, tons of people out there I'd love for my, my sure. kids to meet. But there's something about that guy that you just go, if I were going to write a, a story, if I were going to take a character, if there was a, a dude I was going to spend a day with mm-hmm. right now, I mean, you know, I, I, very seriously, I loved listening to Kirk Cousins and his humility, talking about the game, talking about the tough times don't last, but the tough people do. You love hearing things like that. Well, your timing may be off because I think our one chit to meet Patrick Mahomes for our guest was used by Henry Winkler uh, this <laughs> the last couple weeks. You know that we made that happen, but I mean, I mean, Patrick might give us one more shot at it. Look, uh, well, Henry Winkler is the he other is. nicest guy. I know he is. I'm sure. <laughs> you know, so you got the two nicest guys <laughs> creating, you know, superpower. Wonder Twin powers activated. Wonder Twins. Yes. Form of the, happiness. The nicest person ever. Shape so. Of I, but you know what? I, I have a feeling sometimes. That's funny. You put the, listen to me. <laughs> you know, crazy. sitting in Andy Reid's house before a game. Yes. Do you know what I mean? I'm happy being the dude who's like a one step removed from, you know, the actual good stuff that's happening uh, in the world. I love uh, it. I love it. So you were at that Packer Chiefs game. So I imagine you had better seats than Jordan Love's family on that day. <laughs> Because I don't Where know if you they? saw, they, they, they were, were like, in the last row of the stadium. That's sad because we we were not. You we were certainly in, went on the first row, <laughs> but we weren't in the last yeah, row. No, you're John Ridley, or or, or, or no, you're, I'm, you're, I'm, you're, I'm Mr. Gail Ridley. That's right. Gail Ridley's yeah. plus one. Gail Ridley's plus one. <laughs> yeah, you were on that day. Um, before I let you go, uh, I know uh, you handed TJ uh, a special gift, right? Oh, well, it's here for you. Okay, gotcha. right there, don't, the Black Panther. Let, oh, I got it. But TJ, in honor of you being here, what what T-shirt are you? wearing uh, oh, I, I just broke out a martin t- well let me move the hair out you want to explain to people why tj would break t-shirt. out a martin t-shirt yeah. that, being that right there is that was my break into hollywood that was the first show that i ever worked on i have to give a shout out the showrunner on that show mm-hmm. um one of the greatest guys and i will say very sadly he, he passed this year john bowman mm-hmm. um people talk about being progressive in hollywood mm-hmm. I, I will say there's a lot of lip service to mm-hmm. being progressive in Hollywood. It, it, it annoys me sometimes. Mm-hmm. John Bowman, he, he, he walked the walk. And he gave me not just an opportunity, he gave me a lot of opportunities. He was a, a great, great man. And not only did he give me an opportunity uh, to work, he introduced me to my wife, which is the reason I get to say I got to sit in Andy Reid's house. So it's you the, met your wife on Martin? I met my wife on the Martin show. And let me tell you something. I was the, I was the geek. I was the guy, you know... <laughs> Standing in the corner, my <laughs> wife, who you met, you may not remember, one of okay. the most handsome, sweetest individuals in the world. I'm on the show. Out of all the, she she decides she wants to like me. I mean, I mm-hmm. go figure, mm-hmm. go figure. But yeah, wearing that shirt, that's my entire life. I, the interesting thing between your shirt there <laughs> and that there, yeah. that's the the complete continuum from Martin to this very moment. Martin that. to that moment. This is this is like a mini doc on John. Look at us. Maybe <laughs> slice this up. And, it's like and, a three for three. You know, like we don't have a thirty cool. minutes. But um, but you got a good Martin story. What do you got for me? Well, I mean, because uh, again, I mean, a lot of what you've done is uh, very serious. I mean, you have yeah. some very serious credits and yeah. s- about some very serious subjects. Yes. 
Um, so you were a comedy writer at the very beginning? Yes. You were writing- I, I was a comedy writer. I was actually a stand-up comedian for, for a little bit. Damn, John. Here's my one thing that's going to bring it all together. Let's bring it all On together. On the Martin Show, we're one leaving. of the first scripts I wrote, mm-hmm. I got to write a joke. There was a, uh, an athlete. Do you remember a guy, Randall Cunningham? Oh, Do you remember him? <laughs> <laughs> he yes. guested on the show. Okay. And it was a show I was, it was an episode that I was writing. And in The Secret of Hollywood, and especially in comedies, there are a lot of writers in the room, but yeah. your name goes on it. But I got to write a, a joke for Randall Cunningham. Do you remember what it was? Something about he was coming in, the, he, he was entering a party that Martin was having, and there was something about him move it was like oh randall cunningham he moves great yeah but he like couldn't dance he was bumping into furniture when he was dancing or something so the guy who was at that time you know one of the great mobile quarterbacks probably began that era oh yeah of truly great jalen hurts is just only carrying the mantle that he first started yes yes yeah. so to write a joke for the and people turn into you go oh you got to write a joke for randall cunningham at that time i think that predated so my introduction to really football was you know the the the, the brett Favre era so sure. that was the late 90s i was writing on the Martin Show in the early 90s. So at that time, I didn't really know football. So they turned to me, you got to write a joke for Randall Cunningham. I'm going to get on that. They didn't have Google back then, so I'm like, Randall Cunningham. <laughs> Randall, he would be anybody here. This Like I said, I was a geek. So fortunately, you know, my wife. She filled in for, <laughs> God bless her. Oh, Do you know who Randall Cunningham is? Yes. Oh, so my she- gosh. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh! I know, I'm feeling the. Person. What was the name of the episode? Can you look that up? Uh, what do you think? Was, I just remember there you was a party and Randall and Snoop was talking. Was in it. I also, Randall was talking to Jerome. Yes, because Jerome Rome, Rome came up and he asked Randall a question, which I can't remember, but and I do remember that Snoop was in the episode in as that. well. Yeah, it was a party at Pam's house. I remember look that. That's a hell of a party. Oh well. Don't mess with him. <laughs> Don't mess with him. So, Seriously. Yeah, I, like, I know Martin. You, yeah. you know, well, you know a lot more than that. I mean, the episode was called No Love Lost from 1994. There you go. 1994. Is the wait, is that the right? Is that the episode? 1994? I was in the business in 94. Good Lord. No Love Lost. It aired May 1st, 1994. There you go. So you must have written season it like maybe two. late 93. Season, season two, two of the, Martin. Yeah, that was the season, season I was two, on. Yeah. Most definitely. Season two, 94. That's when things were kicking off. I that young man thinking that there was something waiting for him. Yeah, so, so the one line here, description in IMDb, Martin and Gina are so busy arguing that yeah. they miss Pam's engagement party for them. And wildness ensues Wild, by John Ridley. And it, when you get to and when you're in television too, it's sort of that's your pitch. Like, oh you gotta do a party thing and, and make some wildness ensue. Okay, yes, I guess I'll Snoop, go right there. Snoop Dogg was on it. Yeah. And uh, John Grease from uh, that we just saw in White Lotus. How about that? Wow. Oh yeah, because he's Sean. So well, congratulations yeah. on you, the sir. latest iteration of uh, your comic book series, GCPD, the Blue Wall Number Three, available today wherever you get your comic books. John Ridley, uh, it's been way too long. Let's Thank do this you, more often. Thank we'll you for bringing to. gifts. This is now going to have a. Very special place in our studio. One quick question. I know yes. I gotta go. Yeah, go ahead. Should the Packers win the Super Bowl? Am I allowed to come back? You're allowed to come back. And You're allowed to come back whenever. But in that particular instance, especially so. I cannot wait to see you all. Especially I love <laughs> that. The fan says we're gonna it's this this Super Bowl party is gonna be amazing. <laughs> I and then it. the realist isn't like we're 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 done in about six. I days. love that. You gotta <laughs> act the fan has to believe your team always is gonna oh, win. Yeah. Or else why are we wasting time What's watching the these games? That's People right. get mad about me cheering for the Cowboys, but it's like you gotta love your team. You gotta, gotta we're fanatical. Fan you is exactly you know? the root of Come fanatic. That is correct. That is that is correct. John Ridley, thanks for coming in here. My sir. pleasure. Thank you and thanks to everybody. You Thank bet, you. John Ridley, everyone here on the Rich Eisen Show. We will be back to wrap up this show in a moment. 
It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, our friends at NetSuite want to make sure you get your numbers in front of you, that you have the visibility over the numbers for your business in front of you. Because if you have poor visibility, because you are relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software, you are not seeing the full picture. To do that, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle, the number one cloud financial system to power your growth with visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, and more. NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. 93% of surveyed businesses increase their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. That's why over 32,000 businesses already use NetSuite. For the new year, NetSuite is a new financing program for those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash rich radio. Head to netsuite.com slash rich radio for this special one-of-a-kind financing offer on the number one financial system for growing businesses. netsuite.com slash rich radio. What a fun chat right there, huh? Yeah, that was awesome. Loved it. John Ridley. This is a beautiful piece of uh, comic art, don't you think? Yeah. Right there. I love the cape just like flowing. Just flowing? It is great. So we're 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 gonna put it over by TJ because your spot stuff breaks. How many like have we, there's been like we've had like two bobbleheads break, right? Yeah, the um the shooter McGavin bobblehead is has been broken into a thousand pieces. Right. Um didn't we also have Tufo had his own bobblehead get knocked off and broke. When did he have his own bobblehead? He got it from NFL back in the day, but uh, that broke. And no, then no, there no. Was By the a- way, the NFL did not give Del Tufo his own bobblehead. Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> I thought that's where he got it. When you say the NFL gave Del Tufo like his network. own bobblehead, Made the NFL bobble- Network took money from its yes. budget <laughs> to make a bobblehead doll for Mike Del Tufo. There was a. This um, is planet Earth we're talking about. I mean, there was like an do, awards program, and if you were like whatever oh, you won, you, they made a bobblehead of you. Oh, okay. And I think he so was. So it was like, like the commissioner's award? It was or like, like that? either that or like an employee of the month type thing, and like he got it. Like, so I mean, could, that, that sounds believable. It's no believable. Mike. That's yeah. believable. But yeah. just like. You know, just out not of the like, good. hey, Mike, here's a bobblehead we made you. 
That's not what happened. I think right. he won something. That's what I'm saying. So anyway, uh, that, I never that saw broke. that. Okay. That broke once. And then uh, there was Brockmeyer. Jim Brockmeyer, I think, has fallen. Okay, so we're going to, bottom line, it's, it's established that <laughs> that side here. of the room yeah, is Danger. unsafe. Danger with yeah, Robinson. Danger. We're, right. we're crowded, as you can tell. TJ has a more civilized portion of the Rich Eisen show it's set. It's stable. You know, nothing gets knocked over. Okay, so, so well, that's not no true. No I mean, I've, I've, I've started the show many that times, and I've heard time, stuff falling man. all over the place. <laughs> Like, literally, I jumped. That was one All time. Right. But we're going we're gonna to place our newest bauble hey, As soon as I said area. that, I knew he was going to bring that up. The one time Am everything Am I that predictable? Fell. Am I really that predictable? Well, I mean, you know. Okay. Rich, you if you had to pick one ball. right now, who comes out of the AFC? Bills, 34%. Is that right? Chiefs, 31%. Bengals, 24%. The field... 10%. 10% just the field, huh? So nobody believes in Jaguars, Chargers, Titans, or any of the wild card teams. Dolphins. None of the wild card teams. Ravens. Nope. Huh. Big three. 90% big three. I mean, we would say, I would even put out a poll like which, you know, who's coming out of the wild card, out of the NFC. But you already know. Would the be answer. Eagles. It would be Eagles. Niners, Over, Vikings, Cowboys. and then the field. So taking the top three in the field, you throw the Cowboys in the field. We, I mean, we are in the field. We're not going to win the division. Tom Brady so. might be in the field, Chris. Oh, I, I was just going to do Niners, Eagles. Let me tell you field. something. The rest of the NFC, I'm going to say this. Niners, Eagles. I'm going to say this. Field, oh, hold on a second. I'm going to say this. Rest of the NFC, best hope that... Carolina wins that division. I'm just saying, man. What? What? You think the Bucks have some magic left? Uh, the Bucks have some magic left. Yes. Stop it! Come on, man. The Bucks, if they make it, will show up and on a by, home. And excuse by, me. And lose by 17. To on Dallas. the day it happens, the it being the Bucks host a playoff game. And get run off the field. The host a playoff game. <laughs> and let's just say lead it after one quarter Ugh. and they're in it in the second quarter. <laughs> you think you think they're gonna get run off, right? I do. I do. They're not that, they're not that good. their problems they're not very good. That their problems that they went through all year long they're and still good. by the grace of the football gods to place them in the ultimate real estate of location, location, loca- location, this year's NFC South. You're still fine with it. Dallas is so much better than them. Let me now turn to the man whose heart will be in his throat. <laughs> You're rooting for the Carolina Panthers, aren't you? I mean... You gotta be. Yeah. I don't want to see Tom Brady. Period. Period. End of story. I don't want to see Tom Brady. But this isn't even like last year, Tom Brady. Yeah, like, but, you know... Um, if you ask, did- ask, ask the Rams in the last seconds of their game if that was last... It's not even last year's Tom Brady. What do you mean? Ask the Rams who lost to last year's Tom Brady in the final seconds of that game. Right. This year is not this last year, year's Ask Tom this Brady. year's New Orleans Saints. If it was last year's Tom Brady, they would have swept him. 
Look, I love sleeping. Keep sleeping. I love the Cowboys, obviously. And my job here is to hype up the Cowboys and be super fan, which annoys people. But if I'm going to be John Ridley, the fan is going to tell you, yeah, Dallas is going to win. The the human being is going to be like, I don't want to see them. I love Tom Brady. The Bucs stink. I saw the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with my own two eyes in Germany. And that team that showed up to Allianz Arena did not pass through customs on that day. Might have, <laughs> might not have passed through customs. I agree. I agree. With the exception of the final drive against the Rams and then drives against the Saints, that team has not shown up. Yeah. At, or the first half against the Bengals, they have not shown up in a full, complete sixty-minute contest. I agree with you, but the team's still there. This team is still in that locker room, keeping the faith. and that team. I'm I'm not keeping the faith. I'm just spitting truth that we could say as much as we want about Brady's future and this team, this and that team, that and Todd Bowles is not this, and he should be that, and all of that. That if the Bucks win the division and host the playoff game, and the Cowboys come to town, the whole country sitting in front of the television sets, and you can't tell me that the Bucs can't show up like Munich and win that game. You can't. And you know it. Deep down in your bo- in your bones, you can't say it. You can't say it. Well, I bet against Tom Brady? No. Uh-huh. But I think they're, they're, That's I why think they're I'm saying get the rest of the NFC, especially the Dallas Cowboys, should be rooting for the Carolina Panthers. All I'm saying. All I'm saying. And that's how we wrap up this Tuesday show. Oh, baby. Chat about Wednesday on Roku in a moment. Everyone else, chat tomorrow.